0: Sci fi fantasy thriller. I'm Jeremy Fair. My pronouns are he, him, and I will be the dungeon master.
1: My name is Megan Kelleher. My pronouns are she, her, and I play Ava Elkin, whose pronouns are
2: also she, her. I'm Cage.
3: I'll be playing Sol Red and both of our pronouns are she, hers.
2: I'm Danny. I'll be playing Whiskey, and both of our pronouns are she,
4: hers. I'm Rob. I'll be playing Info O Scott, and our pronouns are he, they. I'm Adam DeWeese, I go by he, him, and I'll be playing Dr. Shepherd, who goes by they, them.
0: Last time, on Eclipse... You all went across the vast ocean of Chandros. You went about, I think it was like 10 miles to a nearby lizard folk encampment. Um, Supposedly, there is a small swamp area not too far away from the Aarakocra settlement. And there are some lizard folk there that are not the enemies of the Aarakocra, but they said they're just barely on friendly terms. Um, They look at them as being like violent and very tribal, and they feel like they can't really like interact with them without kind of starting a fight however these lizard folk are supposedly also enemies of these Salaguin that have attacked their city so you all came up with an idea to go to the lizard folk acting as ambassadors to attempt to win some favor over from these lizard folk and maybe get a little bit of help um, trying to figure out what's happening with these Salaguin last time we were right over the swamp and did a lot of surgery inside the ship Um, All of you are currently covered in blood and guts and all sorts of gross, messy stuff. And the very, very last thing that happened was Info took off running, mentioned something about being a god, and leapt out of the bottom of the ship. Info, you are currently plummeting down towards the swamp below. It is a 120-foot drop. What would you like to do?
5: as Info falls gracefully, arms spread wide in a flying eagle. He's gonna do a few flips in the air, kind of please himself by his nimbleness in the air, and then cast Feather Fall to not go splat in the swamp.
0: It slows you to 60 feet per round until the spell ends. You take no falling damage and can land
5: on your feet. He's going to just unceremoniously but kind of, like, purposefully badassly do the like heroic landing even though he's just floating down very slowly he's still gonna like do the knee punch the ground kind of thing and then stand up like a boss so
0: yeah you drop down like superhero avengers pose just into the swamp there's a large splash as you land as this swamp is very very wet think of you know wetlands somewhere maybe like florida or southern georgia or something and You are standing about just short of waist high in this brown, greenish muck all around you. You see lots of water, tall fields of different types of grass and plant that's growing out of the water itself. You see a couple trees. Most of them are kind of tall and withered and thin. And I mean, you're in a swamp. (laughs) Picture a swamp. What do the rest of you do as you saw Info yell this, leap out, and then literally just fall without getting hurt at all?
4: Mm, he could have cast that spell on up to five creatures.
2: <laughs> <laughs> well, hell.
4: Did he tell you all he was going to be casting that?
2: No. No. He just dang jumped.
0: Those of you who are looking down at Info and just kind of seeing like what's going on, You notice, because you have a really good viewpoint from up here on the ship, scattered around this swamp are a couple small, they're almost like huts, except they're not covered on all sides. They're just like roofs that are covered on like maybe one or two sides, kind of like large lean-tos that are made of a combination of sticks and branches and leaves. And then also, uh, from what you can tell up here, it looks like, like bone and maybe a whole bunch of mud packed together. You see maybe about four or five of these different huts and they all seem to be positioned uh, in such a way that they're kind of serving as little barriers or bunkers leading up to this very large cave that when you use a sensor array was where you were kind of sensing a whole bunch of life forms coming from. So you could assume that that is probably the entrance to the lair of these lizard folk. And then it's just such a camouflage of greenery down below. You can't really make out any specific, like, Creatures or anything anywhere other than info.
2: We're gonna make a horrible impression if we go down like this.
3: I mean, I think we could take a few moments to clean up, right? Yeah, we we all have an
2: extra jumpsuit, at least, right? You know, wash our face, change our change our jumpsuit.
4: That's a good question, Jeremy. Do we have? Because I know like the suits are kind of a big part of this campaign. Do we have extra suits? You have extra like
0: normal lords armada apparel. And like a uniform and stuff, but in terms of like that outer like spacesuit armor thing that like spacesuit armor provided by the Lord's Armada, I don't think you have more than one per person, but if one of you knows prestidigitation, that's pretty handy.
3: I can't help but think when you said apparel that we've got like sweatshirts that say property of the Lord's Armada and like some baseball caps or something. Oh yeah, we got merch.
4: (laughs) My butt cheeks just say L-A.
3: Merch idea, merch idea.
5: (laughs) If you all stand next to each other, you'll just say la 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 la. All
1: right, well, let's just clean off as best we can and lower the ship so we don't have to do what. Info did. I'm not even sure I can. I mean, I have slow fall, but...
3: Yeah, I only fall at one speed. Fast. (laughs) We should probably get closer to the ground if we're going to jump out. Yeah, we probably oughta.
4: Gary, get us 15 feet. I'm like looking around at you three. 15 feet above ground?
1: Sure. Or water, I guess.
4: 15 feet above ground. Ground Gary. Gary is now
0: descending, and the ship begins to descend downwards towards the swamp. The pressure that's coming off the bottom of the ship is causing the puddles of water that make up this entire swamp to ripple and affect the water as you're coming down loudly. If there was anyone that didn't already notice uh, your presence here, this certainly would alert some of the local wildlife. Once you lower down the loading bridge that you normally walk up onto the Gary, you know, it's like a six foot drop or something into the swamp and you're good to go. Meanwhile, info, go ahead and make a
5: perception check for me. So it looks like I got a uh, 17 because I have the Sentinel shield equipped. So I have advantage on my perception.
0: So from where you are standing in this swamp, you do notice most of it is water. There are little patches of somewhat solid ground here and there, especially surrounding some of the trees. Uh, but you do see that to the far side, maybe 100, and, maybe 130 feet in front of you, there does seem to be a larger patch of land where you also are now noticing these kind of lean-to type of bunkers. The way they are built, the bones and things that are on them, don't really look that structurally important as much as to be purposely intimidating. Uh, they look like these giant, violent spikes made out of you know very large bones th- to Show power, or maybe just for decoration, even. But as you're looking in that direction from the ground level, you do notice that there are a couple humanoid shaped creatures standing in that direction. You almost didn't notice them. They blend in perfectly to this background. They seem to be covered in scales and look almost identical to the lizard folk that you're used to seeing back on your homeworld of Terrell, except these ones have random patches of vivid color. Every now and then the spine like things that are on top of these lizard folks heads seem to be colored, which, uh, you know, very brightly, which is something that you haven't seen on your your home planet. And their greens and yellows start to turn into like blues and even reds on certain parts of their body. They um, also seem to have slight feathers coming from parts of them as well. So they definitely look like lizard folk, but they just look very different, almost dinosaur like. And you see uh, maybe a half dozen of them watching curiously from behind these bunkers. They're peeking out to the sides and they seem to be armed with spears. And they're all looking not necessarily at you, but the giant ship that is now hovering directly behind you.
5: Info being the anthropologically minded Warforged city is. Um, He sees that they have a thing for big pointy bones and... They've got the spears, so what he's going to do is he's going to, like, crank out his arm blade, his lance, because that looks like a spear-type pointy bone thing, and he's just going to, like, kind of chung-chung-chung-chung-chung and just wave it around in the air, and he's going to yell, hello, my fine, fancy, fin-feathered friends, Uh, we've come to ask for your help. Are you saying that in common? Uh, yeah because I would like to
0: remind you and our audience that the devices you have allow you to hear things being translated, but do not translate your own speech. So you're yelling that out loud and they've already seen you. So it's not like you're giving away your cover or anything. And one of them will walk out from behind one of these bunkers. It seems like it's uh, slightly unsure, but it, it, they, they appear to be, talking to one of their allies before being urged forward. And it will come over to the edge of this piece of land. That's connecting to the really, really liquid swampy part where you're at. It's still about a hundred feet away, but um, it'll sit there and raise its spear. And you see it has a, a very bright yellow plumage on top of its head that suddenly inflates and kind of points upwards in an intimidating manner and this thing will wave its spear in the air, and it'll say something like, Stay back, monsters! I'll kill you from here! That is the rough translation. It is not saying that in common. It is yelling in a draconic.
1: Can we hear that?
0: If you're, like, getting ready to jump off the ship, and you're, like, right there on the, the little thing that comes down, I think you could probably hear it yelling. In
1: that case, I would like to quickly press whatever button on my combat suit does the thing where I get plus one AC for two hours. Okay. So I'm going to do that, and I'm going to tuck apricot away
2: in my pocket. Those are the two things I will be doing.
0: (laughs) Okay. Are the rest of you doing anything?
2: I want to cast a spell on myself. I'm going to cast tongues. All right. Any creature I touch gets the ability to understand any spoken language.
5: Just sounds like you're going to have tongues all over your body or something now. It's like
4: sprouting tongues.
2: <laughs> I mean, that would be creepy, and I, I don't like that.
4: How? What, what's the time of day outside, Jeremy? Is it uh, daytime, nighttime? Yeah, it's, I think it's still daytime. Okay. Well, fuck. I can only fly at night if it's dark. What? When it gets dark, I can fly. I don't know why. He's it's because he's embarrassed. <laughs> <laughs> I can only do it when no one's looking. That's
3: so specific.
0: Was this mystery man? <laughs> If the lithids alone in a forest and no one's there to see it, can it fly? <laughs>
3: <laughs> Ava's like,
1: yes. I will meditate on this later.
4: Assholes.
0: Once again, this lizard folk will wave its spear up again, and then turn around and like wave its arm to its comrades behind it, and suddenly like another six lizard folk will come running up behind it, all armed with spears, and at this moment. When this happens, you notice the other ones are about a foot smaller than this first one was. Uh, their plumage is less colorful and certainly not as uh, large and threatening looking as this this bigger one uh, seems to be. And once again, the one in the front will yell, Leave monsters or you will find war in these waters.
2: Well, no, we, we come to, to get some help from y'all.
0: Are you yelling this from like a hundred feet away?
2: Yeah, (laughs) it's not the brightest move, but we need some help.
0: This lizard folk sees you, a very small gnome from very far away, probably looks like a child to it as far as it can tell from this distance, and you're yelling this at it, and does it just come out sounding like draconic? Yep. You'll hear him yell something once again. Monsters, I said leave, or you will find swift death.
2: No! No, we need your help!
5: Info, what are you doing during this? You're, like, in between. Info's going to, uh, just hold his arm laid up in the air, Lance's arm uh, still holding up, waving, and kind of, like, awkwardly looking back over his shoulder, like, I don't know if they're gonna kill us or kiss us. I could use some people down here. Guys, Come on! (laughs)
4: <laughs> and then I'll splash down <laughs> next to you. Probably not the best person to come first.
1: You think? Can I make some sort of check to see like what I might know culturally about the lizard folk? Sure. Just in general.
4: That could be helpful.
0: <laughs> yeah. You already are recognizing just from the little tiny bit of architecture you can see and the way their, their bodies are like have evolved is already slightly different than what you know on Terrell, but you can definitely make a roll to see what else sure. you
1: might know. What would that be, like history or?
0: Yeah, history. See what you know about these uh, lizard folk or lizard folk in general.
1: Okay. <laughs> that is a five.
0: One thing you do know is that though they speak Draconic, they speak a form of Draconic which um, with a much more limited vocabulary, a lot less synonyms, and certain words can be easily misconstrued with double meanings uh for example a fight they might say war where they don't necessarily mean like an all-out war they might just be talking about combat or violence or some sort of tussle Uh, like they just have words that when translated especially using magic or technology can put forth different tones than might be intended but other than that you're just like oh look these lizard folk it's crazy they got like feathers and stuff like you don't really gleam that much more
1: Uh, Look, everybody, I don't speak draconic, but I know that it's a tricky language. There's a lot of synonyms. It's very easy to
2: misunderstand. So let's not jump to any conclusions. Can can someone help me get down? Because if the water's coming up to uh, Info's waist, it's going to drown me. Yeah. Do you want to get on my shoulders? That would be awesome. I will appreciate that. I mean, I'm already
1: carrying a ferret. I could also carry a person. It's all good. I mean, I'm just a little halfling. It's fine. Yeah. Oh, my God, I did the thing where I picked up your accent. So sorry. Is that rude or is
2: that charming? I can't tell. I don't mind. It works for me.
0: Yeah, she's from Canada. That's not a real accent. No,
2: But I've been living with this accent for 14 years. So
0: while you're all doing this, the lizard will yell again. No, you leave monsters in war here.
2: No, no, we're going to fight the monsters. Can you tell them we want to help them? We, we want to help you, because those monsters are going to come here. They put fish in your brains.
4: He'll
0: start going, no, help monsters. He's moving his hand across his neck in like a cut it out sort of fashion. And he's like, you help monsters.
2: We don't want to help the monsters. We want to help you beat the monsters.
0: Info, I need you to make another perception check.
5: Oh, boy. Ooh. Natural 20 plus two for 22. Okay, with a natural 20,
0: you see a movement out of your left, you turn, and you see like 4 feet away from you two eyes peering out of the water, attached to a long green snout, and there is a crocodile about 2 feet away from you. Of course there is. You then look to your right and you see another one.
5: Of course. To your
0: right. And with because you rolled a 20, you just have this feeling that you should turn around. When you look behind you, you see two more eyes and another snout, except the scales on this thing look white more than green. Of course, they're splattered a bit with uh, mud and things like that, but this looks like a albino crocodile, and it is at least five times bigger than the other ones. So this crocodile is behind you, about 30 feet behind that, and... 15 feet up is the Gary so if all of you are yelling and your attention is on the far shore and then you look down this giant crocodile which only has his head sticking out of the water is between you all and Info and then there's the two smaller crocodiles directly next to him and the small crocodile on your left is going to rush at you an attempt to take a snap at you. However, you did get a natural 20, and I'm a big fan of natural 20s, so
5: I will let you react. Yeah. What would you like to do upon seeing this thing? Info's gonna see it and go clever girl. And then he's gonna uh, fire a ray of frost and gets an 18. Ooh.
1: God, you're rolling well today.
5: Why well, have plus 8. 18 does hit.
0: For 11 cold damage. Okay, so you shoot a blast of icy wind out of your fingers and hit this thing for 11 damage. It is also slowed by 10 feet now, but, I mean, it is a crocodile in water, but, I mean,
5: technically it is covered with this frost. Are you doing anything else? Info was really hoping that would, like, freeze the water around it or something, so now he's just kind of like, ugh. (laughs) So Info's going to uh, backpedal away from them 15 feet
0: Alright, so you start to move a little bit away from these crocodiles. Now you're a lot further away from one of the small ones. One of the other small ones is a little bit closer. And then the big one is just so large that you know, even when you with your full movement you you still feel like you're a little too close to it. And I suppose uh, we can then
5: roll initiative. Five.
2: It's a nine for me. I
1: got
5: a
4: 16.
3: That would be a, a natural 20 for 21. Nice. That's a natural one. For two
4: different ends of the spectrum, right there. You're
0: all just standing on the edge of the platform that hangs down from the Gary. You see these alligators surrounding info, and you see the lizard folk standing on the shore about a hundred feet back, still screaming and waving their spears and yelling things about help and monsters and war. What would you like to do, Whiskey?
2: Um, I'm gonna use my movement to climb off of my friend's shoulders. Because uh, I can do a lot of damage from up here, and I'm going to shoot at the big one with uh, magic missile.
0: Okay, so magic missile automatically hits, as we determined last episode. So that's three separate D4 plus one.
2: Nine plus three is twelve.
0: Twelve, okay. So a total of 12 damage. And are you aiming for the largest of the crocodiles or two of the smaller ones?
2: I'm aiming for that big white one, all of the damage to it.
0: All right. So automatically, your three magic missiles fire off and directly hit this very large white crocodile. It lets out a roar and turns around, whipping its entire body as if to strike something, but uh, appears to be alarmed that there is not something directly behind it attacking it but instead a very large ship hovering above it (laughs) haha alright so then next in the initiative order is Info Info you started waddling away from these crocodiles the one that you had struck is the furthest away the other small one and the large alligator are still pretty close to you. What would you like to do? Uh,
5: let's see here. Um, approximately, am I over 10 feet away from each of them now? Yes. All right. Is there a way info, can kind of move a little bit closer to the Gary while kind of like skirting closer to him to get within 10 feet? Yeah, I think you can swim in
0: that direction and then get closer to this large alligator. You haven't moved it all this turn, so
5: you can you definitely have enough movement for that. Yeah, we'll do that. I want to get close to the gary and within 10 feet of the croc. Okay. Uh, let's see here. Because let's see. I get an extra attack. You can attack twice rather than once whenever you take the attack action. And I have my arm blade lance, which has a 10 foot reach. Um, so I am going to just kind of like pull back and big O that bad boy right into um, that crocodile's cloaca or whatever area I can hit that looks tender
0: (laughs) yeah i don't know that you necessarily can see it's cloaca beneath this murky swamp water (laughs) you never know but i i do think you can
5: definitely stab this thing with with your while using reach all right so let's see so first attack wow i rolled a two plus my seven so that's a nine so i'm sure that one missed yeah, the 9 does
0: not hit. I think you are aiming for that cloaca, and you plunge this weapon into the water,
5: and you hit nothing. All right, the second attack. Oh, my God, I rolled out 11. Wow, so much of those good rolls. You just,
0: you just have some sort of sick obsession, so you take another
5: strike at it. Yeah, just trying to get it in there. But uh, once again, you miss. All right, and that, I think, is it for my turn.
0: Well, perfect timing. It's the crocodile's turn. In response, this thing spins around, this giant crocodile I this thing is like more than twice your size info and phone. you're pretty large and it's going to spin its entire body around it's facing you just staring at you with those slitted eyes and it's going to swim forward very quickly it's going to use its multi-attack so it's going to make two attacks one with its bite and one with its tail cool 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 cool. So the bite is going to be a 23 to hit. <laughs> oh, that barely hits. And the tail is going to be a 16 to hit. That Does that hit? No, that misses. The bite hits, so I'm going to go ahead and roll damage. That's 3d10 plus 5.
4: Oh, fun. Ooh, that could damn near kill me.
0: That is 17 damage when it bites you. Okay. doke. The target is now grappled. Awesome, and you are restrained until this grapple ends. Fun. Guess
3: he didn't take fall damage.
0: So, so I imagine it rushing forward, biting you, and then like just out of habit, like spinning its body around to do like a tail whip. But like you're just in its mouth, so obviously there's nothing for it to hit. But that is going to do the end of its turn. Meanwhile, the other two crocodiles, the one you didn't hit, start swimming towards you. The one that you did hit, you actually hit it pretty hard and it's keeping its distance. So the other one swimming towards you is going to attempt to bite your one of your limbs that are kind of hanging out of this large crocodile's mouth. Uh, 16.
5: Awesome. That misses.
0: Alright, so yeah, the second one runs over to take a snap at you uh, but being the territorial creature it is the larger crocodile jerks its head to the side not wanting these smaller crocs to get a piece of its meal. After that, we will go to Ava. Ava, you see all three of these crocodiles just slowly surrounding Info, and then the large one suddenly takes a big snap at him and and has him in its massive jaws. Uh, It looks like this thing could all but swallow him whole. What would you like to do?
1: How far is the closest one?
0: Uh, The closest one is the large one, and it's about 20 feet in front of the ship and then you're like 10 feet up. So I mean you could definitely get there in one turn like leap into there or whatever if you wanted to.
1: Yeah. I'm going to leap down into the swamp and then I get close enough to where I'm about 15 feet from the big boy who has info and I'm going to crack my knuckles and say I've been meaning to take these bad boys for a spin and I'm going to deploy my Eldritch Claw tattoos and then I'm going to take two unarmed strikes, which I guess are it's going to look like me sort of punching the air, but then the skeletal hand tattoo keeps going and reaches out and makes contact with the, the crocodile, ideally, if I roll well. First one is a 23, and the second attack is a 12.
0: <laughs> All right, so the 23 hits and the 12 does not.
1: So 12 damage total.
0: What happens when you invoke these tattoos? Is there any visual cue? that they've been invoked.
1: The uh, skeletal tattoos that I have on my both of my hands start kind of moving independently of me, and then, yeah, when I punch, the, the skeletal hand keeps going and I think kind of grows in the air into a large, like, gnarly skeleton hand.
0: Awesome. Yeah, and then you go ahead and kind of punch slash <laughs> this giant crocodile, and when you do so, it definitely looks at you. Like, its attention is on you. It knows you were there but it still has info in its mouth. Did you want to do anything else?
1: I don't think I can, because I did my action, my bonus action and my movement.
0: All right, then we go to Dr. Shepard. Dr. Shepard, you're still on this loading ramp. What would you like to do?
4: Well, I was going to cast Fairy Fire on all the crocs, but I don't really want to light up info. (laughs) (laughs) I also have him getting advantage on him. Um, So instead, I think I'm going to pull out my handy x-ray gun and launch a uh, guided bolt um at the big boy that's got info in his mouth oh my goodness a nine my favorite spell let me down
0: yeah I think maybe your crystal coil was loose and you like tried to shoot it like three or four times and it doesn't work and then you like <sighs> tap the crystal on the back and then you're like not actually aiming when it just suddenly like shoots out a burst and uh you gotta kind of wait wait for it to... Cool down a second before you can take another shot. Was there anything you wanted to do besides that?
4: You have your movement. That's what I'll do. I'm gonna I'm gonna actually go up to the um, to the smaller crocs that are like swarming in on info and try to be a good dungeon dad and uh, draw some attention away.
0: Hopefully. Okay. Are you going towards the one that's he already hurt?
4: Did he hurt a little one
0: already? If so, I'd like to go to that one. Yeah. Yep. Okay. So. You're being a good Dungeon Daddy. You're swimming over there to this (laughs) crocodile. Okay,
4: Jeremy, don't know. It's not Dungeon Daddy. It's Dungeon Dad. They're very different.
1: There are just miles and miles and miles between dad and daddy. I don't know.
5: I mean, (laughs) I don't know if these lizard folk agree. I mean, we kill one of these lizards and he can become an alligator leather daddy. That's true. They do have very leathery skin.
1: Hey, you said crocodiles. That's a very different. They've got the outside teeth.
4: I also was kind of worried about killing these crocodiles and in, in front of the lizards. I don't know. I don't know. I was a
1: little worried about that
4: too. Well, what do you want to do, Dungeon Daddy? <laughs> are you
0: going over and helping him, or are you trying to impress impress the lizard people?
4: No, I'm. Uh, I, I don't have any any kind of bonus actions or anything I need, but I can at least try to add another body into the fray to hopefully draw some attention.
0: Yeah. So yeah, you just take your shot. You miss. And then you run forward and you leap off the loading ramp and sploosh down into the swamp below. And we're up to Solred. Solred, you are on the ship with Whiskey. What would you like to do?
3: Well, uh, and that... A uh, previous conversation brings up a question that I had is, what are our lizard friends doing through this as we're hitting them? What's their reaction to this?
0: So... You see the large one and two of the other lizard folk standing on the shore yelling still at you all. Um, It's like just distant enough to where if you're not paying attention, you kind of can drone it out, especially with the roar, or not the roar, but with the hum of the engine and just like what's going on right now in combat. But if you just kind of look over there, you'll see they're still yelling uh, over in your direction and that you see the other four running on the edge of the water and they're leaping from dry spot to dry spot running kind of over in this direction.
3: I'm just trying to gauge on whether or not uh, Solred would understand that whether they are okay with us attacking (laughs) these crocs or uh, if they're trying to make us stop attacking them.
0: I suppose you can make an insight check.
3: That's another nat one.
0: (laughs) You have no idea. In fact, you're just, like, distracted by how awesome their colorful scales and plumage is.
3: Yeah, I mean, I think part of it, too, is that this is uh, one of the first times that Solred's really been able to uh, have an opportunity to use her mall. so she's probably curious about what the our lizard friends are are, are thinking about this, but she also wants to seize that opportunity. <laughs> Uh, so I think she'll do a running, <laughs> a running leap off of the, the loading dock that we got here, uh, towards the, the big old croc that's got um, info in its mouth, and uh, take a big old swing. Okay. Uh, that is, I believe, an eleven to hit. <laughs> I need to throw these dice away, apparently.
0: <laughs> yeah, that is not going to be enough. So you just leap off this ship splash down into the swamp waddle through and your dwarven stature so this is like up to your chest
3: yeah maybe I wasn't I I didn't quite gauge how deep the water was but as a uh, level 6 fighter I get to attack twice let's try that again oh that's a little better that's a dirty 20 okay
0: that time you're ready go ahead and roll for damage
3: um so that is gonna be 13 damage nice and you know what I think I might action surge and do it again.
0: That's awesome. I love fighters. You're going to take the attack action?
3: Yeah, I'm going to swing twice again.
0: Right, because, yeah, you get the extra attack and everything. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. I know. Uh, That's going to be a 17 to hit. That will hit. Um, Oh, that's spicy. That's a double sixes there. Uh, So that's going to be 16 damage. Okay. Uh, and then for my second, oh, that one's not as good. That's only a twelve to hit.
0: Uh, twelve will not hit.
3: She's like probably like panting heavily as she's been swinging this huge ass maul around at this uh, at this croc.
0: Yeah, I mean, and you did a total of twenty nine damage, so that's pretty good. <laughs> I would say it's a pretty good move, uh, and you're all you're at level six, so not too bad.
4: Ah, so nice of you to stop by. Come in, come in. I'm Silas Lancaster, and this is my library. Within these tomes, you will find tales of monsters, both figurative and literal. Tales to make the strongest of us blanch in fear. Such stories are dangerous, and consumption must be strictly rationed. As such... I shall share but one story from my library each Thursday in October each year. Be sure to tune your wireless receiver to Storytime with Silas. Alternatively, subscribe on those podcast providers the youth seem so fond of.
0: All right, then we are back up to whiskey. You are the only one on the ship, except for two corpses, some weird fish, <laughs> like parasite things, and uh, a AI program.
2: Right, right. Well, um, I'm, I'm gonna start by yelling at our lizard friends. Uh, can we kill these things? Is that okay?
0: You're yelling this, and You just see them still, like, over there with their spear above their head, the the large one that's like, appears to be the leader, at least of this little troop. And he's just screaming, Monster! No monster! And the other ones are running, sprinting in your direction. I mean, they're still pretty far away, like 80 or 90 feet, and they're taking, like, a kind of a route around as to not, I guess that's faster to them than going through the swampy water, or possibly just more safe. But it's kind of hard to gauge it. It's uh, It's all happening very quickly. Like 10 seconds since this has started, yeah.
2: I, I can't tell if, if they want us to kill them or not. Um, But there's still one that's got info, right?
0: Yes, info is in immediate well, danger. Well, I'm,
2: I'm going to go ahead and try to, to firebolt that one. See if I can't make it let go of them. Uh, 16, will that hit?
0: 16 will hit. 10 plus...
2: 2 is 12.
0: Okay. So you launch this firebolt from up on this elevated platform and you hit this thing right in the back of its head a couple inches behind where its eyes are. I mean, it, it seems affected by it, but it's not paying attention to you as much as it's paying attention to the three people surrounding it at this point. We definitely dealt some damage to it.
2: Well, all right. I hope to let him go, but... That's about all I'm going to do because I'm not jumping out of
0: here. Okay. Then... We'll go to Info. Info, you are grappled, so you are able to make a strength
5: check real quick. See if you can break free strength save. (laughs) This won't go well at all. Uh, Plus one to strength. (laughs) Oh, my God. 21. Oh, my
4: goodness. Your second natural.
5: All right.
0: A 21 and a natural 22. So you break free and I will allow you to make one single attack as you break free, since it is a natural 20, as long as you explain how the hell you broke free.
5: Uh, well, it bit into my arm lance, and so I just kicked up the engine on the arm lance, and kind of went (laughs) and like spun it around a little bit, and it like jostled it free from his teeth there. Ground off a little bit of the enamel, maybe.
0: Yeah, you you cut its, a little bit of its skin and, and uh, slash it up a little bit and you would have wounded it way worse except that it chose to let go and you fall into the water and uh, you are very hurt but you are alive and you are no longer restrained.
5: Info's gonna uh, look at it and aim right for its mouth and just shout, Eat shit, handbag! and then fire, fire bolts from his eyes. Okay. I only got 14, though. 14 hits. Nice. No, good to know. And he does 19 fire damage.
4: Oh, my. <laughs> what are you guys 19 doing? 19
5: fire damage. Don't mess with the Warforged. I'm wet and hard. <laughs> so
0: you spun this weapon around, cut it open a little bit. It lets go of you. You look it dead in the eyes from inches away and shoot it directly in the eye. You destroyed its right eye. This beam just burns through this eye and into it and you can tell you hurt it beyond just blinding it in one eye it seems like you burn directly into part of its head um, and it looks very very hurt from this attack in fact it immediately starts to cower back just a little bit
5: and fish is going to stand up and look at the little crocodile and just say bring it <laughs> and that's it for his turn
0: alright you say that to the little crocodile the crocodile does not understand what you're saying (laughs) and instead it will also elect to try to take a snap at you so it's going to make a bite attack that is a non-natural 20 to hit and it's a 1d10 plus 2 so substantially weaker
5: Uh, well need it to beat it my armor class is 20 oh wow well it deals 10 damage as it brings it. Oh, shit. Just like bites me on the middle finger.
0: <laughs> yeah, you're like, bring it, and it snaps at your arm. And I think if you were not made of metal and wood and whatever a Warforge is made of, it might have took your hand clean off. But now instead, it's like biting its teeth just into your arm, uh, flavor wise. The other little crocodile that was staying back because it was hurt will see Shepard get near. And it's going to take a snap at you, Shepard, out of self defense. All
4: right.
0: Fucking good luck. That's going to be a 19. God damn it. Yeah, I got 12. (laughs) All right. So you get hit for eight damage as it swims very quickly through the water and snaps at your leg. You know, and just for you and the listeners, when I say the little crocodiles, I mean regular sized crocodiles (laughs) compared to this monstrous crocodile.
1: They're just little guys.
0: So eight damage. It's kind of a lot. I mean that would kill a level one character, right? So that's a mortal wound. Anyways, um it's just right there next to you. And the large crocodile that was very uh very, very injured is going to spin around and do a tail attack. This time it's going to go for Soul Red.
3: Uh, 11. Yeah, that's not even close. <laughs> <laughs>
0: so it's injured. It definitely doesn't want to mess with info, at least not right now. It spins around to attack the next closest person, which is Soul Red. And this, it's just so injured, this tail misses you by like a good foot and a half. Meanwhile, the lizard folk are still sprinting around the edge. They're getting closer and closer. And they're also screaming different things in Draconic. And they're running around with spears in their arms, but their attention is definitely turned towards this battle going on in the middle of the swamp, not towards the giant hovering ship that they were distracted by at first. So we go to Ava. Ava, you were down here in this swamp as well. What are you doing?
1: So the lizard folk are coming towards us like this battle.
0: They're running around. Yeah. To get towards this conflict.
1: Okay, I'm going to keep on punching on uh, because I don't know what else to do. I don't speak lizard. Uh, So I'm going to start by just doing a couple of unarmed strikes once again at this big boy with my skeletal Eldritch Maul. Okay. Okay. So let's see. That is a 17 and an 18.
0: Both of those hit.
1: Okay, so the first one is 12, and I'm also going to spend a key point to make that a stunning strike, so the thing has to make a con saving throw.
0: Okay. That is a 9.
1: <laughs> oh, my God, it failed. That's incredible. So it is now stunned until the end of my next turn. Okay. So, okay, the second, I have to roll damage for the second attack, that's going to be 11 for the second one, and I'm going to spend a key point on that strike to make it a hands of harm. So that's, in addition to the 12, going to do 7 necrotic damage, and it's going to give it the poisoned condition as well as the stunned condition.
0: Okay. This hands of harm is a lot of harm. What does it look like when you kill it?
1: Woo! Yeah! Um, I mean, I think that the skeletal hands look pretty harmful to begin with, uh, but I think that it's just a one-two and they just grab the crocodile and just squeeze it really, really, really hard until it's suffused with, it's it's a big white albino crocodile, right? I think you can kind of see it turning black and necrotic and then it uh, just drops into the water. Yeah,
0: and this thing sinks down into the mud, letting out a final death cry. And now you just have these two other normal-sized crocodiles that look Way smaller in comparison, but are still pretty scary because they're just regular crocodiles.
1: Okay, and I still have bonus action. So I'm gonna do a Flurry of Blows, one of which I'm gonna spend I'm spending up like all my key points, but whatever. I want to spend a key point to make one of my flurry of blows a hands of healing on info. So that's gonna be four points of healing to info. It's not great, but I think one of the skeleton hands comes and just sort of gives him a nice hug. it's it doesn't it might maybe not feel like a hug because you just saw them like hug a different thing to death, but it it's nice. It's a nice one. Uh, If you knew them, you would understand.
5: You just punched life into me.
1: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. It's like when you slap a drunk person, you're like, snap out of it. And then, okay, so one less on arm strike. 22 to hit. Oh my goodness. Okay. So that's going to be... So 15 on the nearest other crocodile.
0: (laughs) What does it look like when you slay this one? one? Oh my
4: gosh!
1: Okay, so... (laughs) I'm about to be either a hero or like the most hated person in Lizard Folk Nation. We're gonna see. Um, I think that I, I think that what ha- what you see is that for that flurry of blows, bonus action. Uh, once the skeleton hands have finished, sort of wringing out the giant, uh, the giant albino uh, creature. Uh, One of them kind of just does like a backhand forehand slap. The backhand is like slapping a little life into Info. And then the forehand slap is just um, slapping one of the little guys to death.
0: (laughs) Okay. And we go to Shepard. Shepard, the only one that is left that you can see is this other crocodile. The one that's the most injured and the one that has just attacked you. What would you like to do?
4: Yeah. I'm gonna pretty much stick my spell coil mount, uh, spell coil staff, like in its mouth, okay. and uh, fire off the magic missile that hits for sure for six damage max. That says max damage. It says a D six plus intelligence. My intelligence is been in a nine. I don't know. Um, so nine damage. Yeah. My staff says that it does one D six plus intelligence. Okay. And for the listeners,
0: uh he's using a a staff that was given to him by the Lord's Armada that shoots one very powerful magic missile bolt. So it's not the normal magic missile, so
4: don't at us so we did <laughs> stuff wrong. <laughs> Don't Jeremy with all his cool uh, sci-fi gear he gave us.
1: Yeah. They got it at the gift shop that sells the
3: sweatpants. <laughs> <laughs>
4: My L.A. booty sweatpants. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you put the staff in its mouth and you blow its brains out. You literally blast it through its head and the blast shoots out the back of its leathery scalp and it dies. And as this happens, the four lizard folk that are running over come skidding to the edge of the water with spears drawn, and now jaws agape as they're just staring in surprise and awe as you have all just slaughtered these three things faster than they could even run over there. <laughs> they're all just staring, all right. and one of them will go. They killed monster, and that's where we'll end this episode of Eclipse.
4: <laughs> <laughs> so good!
3: Oh my oh, god. god, we're not the monster.
1: <laughs> I like that they sound like Grover.
0: Hey everybody, this is Jeremy, your DM. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of Eclipse. I hope that you enjoyed it as much as we did when we recorded it. The plot is really starting to take off now, so I'm super excited to get deeper into this story. The next episode of Eclipse will release in two weeks, so make sure that you're subscribed to Eclipse so you never miss an episode. And if you've enjoyed Eclipse, Please tell your friends about us. Go wherever you like to get your podcasts and leave us a rating and a review. We've gotten a lot of downloads and a lot of positive feedback, so I really, really appreciate all the support. You can keep up to date with all the Eclipse content by following us on Twitter. That is at EclipsePod. We are super active on there. You can also go to TheEclipsePod.com. Where you can learn about the show and the crew and all the awesome voice actors that are playing the characters for Eclipse. Eclipse is part of the Majestic Goose podcast network, so you will want to check that out as well. We're home to over a dozen podcasts and streams. We have everything from actual plays to talk shows. We even do a live nerdy craft stream every week, so we really do it all here on the Majestic Goose network. We release new content six days a week with shows like Doom Clock, One Shot Onslaught, Halfway to Hero, Dice Talk, Roll for Weird, and many, many more. So go to MajesticGoose.com and check out all that awesome stuff on there. You can check out our weekly streaming schedule and just come say hi to us. Thanks again for tuning in, and we'll talk to you next time on Eclipse.